Second Amendment in 1791. Exercise your rights in a safe way. The fact is, Congress has zero constitutional authority to write, enact, or enforce any gun control law. Politicians that infringe on our God-given rights. He calls them out. He's not here to play. Yes, indeed. Let's go. Thank you, Norm Maynard, for that awesome introduction, brother. I appreciate everything you do for the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. Yes, indeed. Bringing you some Second Amendment radio with 100% felt recoil and no suppressor, baby. As we put the facts about guns, the Second Amendment, and all things pertaining thereto right between your ears. Got a lot to talk about today, and man, I'm telling you what, it's inexhaustible, all the stuff. I mean, literally, I could do a four-hour podcast each time, but uh, one thing I've learned, and the hard way is, the longer it goes, the more you lose people, the quicker you lose people, actually, and so it's easier to chop it up into approximately one-hour chunks, and I hope you... uh, Uh, I hope you really enjoy the one-hour chunks that I put out. Obviously, a lot of you do. I keep track of the stats, and I want to give a big shout-out to all of you in Alabama listening today and in Georgia and Michigan, and yes, all of you in California, too. Uh, It's great to know that there's still some constitutionally-minded people out there. It's too bad y'all can't do something about your governor and all of the legislators out there and straighten that state out. But, hey, thanks for tuning in, and I hope you learned some things today that might help in your fight to maintain your rights out there. If you'd like to check out the Hub, the website where all of the links to all of the podcast platforms 18 of them now by the way so you have zero excuse for missing the shooting straight radio podcast it's uh shooting straight radio podcast dot buzzsprout b-u-z-z-s-p-r-o-t dot com shooting straight radio podcast dot buzzsprout dot com also when you click on the episodes you'll see all of my sponsors listed there and the links to all of their businesses the retail businesses and such click on those two and check them out on their websites all right also, if you'd like first access and uh, exclusive media uh, be, uh, that other people just don't get for this podcast, check it out at patreon.com forward slash shooting straight radio podcast. Sign up there as a sponsor for $5 a month, $10 a month, whatever you feel that you can afford, and I will thank you for it. It will go to the furtherance of this program putting it on video and such because we've got a lot of expansion ideas that we're implementing very quickly. I have some equipment in route and things are really starting to blossom. So patreon.com forward slash shooting straight radio podcast. I will really appreciate any sponsorship you'd like to give. Plus you can get some cool merchandise and also first access to the podcasts. And so you, uh, what you what that really means is you get them 24 hours before anybody else does. It gets sent to the podcast platform. You get a notification letting you know uh, that there's a link there waiting on you. You hit the link and you get the podcast before anybody else. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Don't forget the Shooting Straight Radio podcast page on Farsebook. All right. 
The Melbourne Gun Show is February 5th and 6th, and Rock and Rod Rowe is going to tell you about that in a little bit. But there's going to be a Second Amendment rally in very close proximity to the Melbourne Civic Auditorium, and yours truly, your humble host, will be a guest speaker there. So come on out with me, hang out with me, and you just might wind up on a podcast. You never know. But I'll be honored to meet all of you, and as many of you as I can, especially all of you listeners here in Brevard County. And it'd be great to meet you. Come on out and show your support for the Second Amendment. And you'll hear some fabulous speakers. Mr. Bob White, uh, he, he was on the program on the last podcast. If you missed that, man, get back there and listen to it after you listen to this one or before. It doesn't matter to me. But he had a lot of information that we really needed to hear. And it exposed uh, how the Florida State Legislature operates which is, for lack of a better word, crookedly. Ah, So you wonder why we don't have constitutional carry? Well, a lot of those birds are standing in our way up there. You need to go check it out and also figure out how you can help uh, forward and, 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 and ram through constitutional carry here in Florida. I mean, we're close, but there are a lot of opponents of our rights, both in the Florida legislature and, believe it or not, in the Florida Sheriff's Association, which is absolutely deplorable to think about. It, it's sad to, to think that law enforcement officials, especially the, the ones that we hold in high regard and support, many of them are now uh, are stating their opposition to us freely exercising rights we were born with. I'm not real happy about that. In the Florida House and Senate, there are a lot of men and women with R's after their name who are anything but Republicans. They're essentially constitutionally dyslexic, self-serving career politicians who don't make their decisions based on their oath to uphold and defend the Constitution. They rather instead, they make their decisions based on political expediency and even personal enrichment. By the way, that's how that's exactly how we ended up with the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Act in 2018 here in Florida. Secondly, not only do we have a state legislature filled with politically minded public servants, but also in the Florida Sheriff's Association, which I mentioned just a second ago. If my fellow Floridians remember back in 2015, the Florida Sheriff's Association came out against open carry even with a permit. Hmm. They said even with a permit, we don't want you carrying openly. Well, uh, my dear friends in law enforcement, it's none of your stinking business to tell you the truth. I hate to put it to you as boldly and brutally as that, but your opinion of whether you think we're responsible enough or going to be safe enough to carry a gun openly, it has no bearing on whether or not we have the right to freely exercise our rights. So you can imagine where their sentiments lie in regards to opened and or concealed permitless carry if they were against open carry with a permit. And by the way, uh, some of them even had voiced an opinion against uh, permitted carry concealed. They didn't like Florida's concealed carry program. So if you're here in the state of Florida, if you missed the program on the, the, the last podcast with Bob White, who is the Republican Liberty Caucus chairman for Florida and Brevard County, he gave a phone number and an email for Senator Danny Burgess. And he said in the tagline, in the subject line, uh, you want to put constitutional carry committee bill file it now constitutional carry committee bill file it now and you can go to florida or flsenate.gov fl as in florida senate.gov forward slash senators forward slash again s as in sam 20 florida senate.gov forward slash senators plural forward slash s20 and click on the email this senator little button on the left hand side of the page uh, or if you want just simply type into your search engine email florida senator danny burgess and it'll give you uh, I'm, I'm sure you can find it that way so 
Send him an email or, yes, and, not, uh, not or, and call him at 850-487-5020. And even if it's after hours, call and leave a message because, as Bob said last, uh, on the last podcast, they do listen to the messages. Mm-hmm. Make your voice heard. If you're not involved in the process, don't whine when things don't go our way or your way. Email Senator Danny Burgess and call him 850-487-5020 and make sure he hears what you've got to say. Now, I sent an email to Mr. Burgess and I'm going to read that email to you right after we hear from my buddy Rockin' Rod Rowell, the godfather of the Dirty Hippie Mafia. How you doing, everybody? This is Rockin' Robert Sigerman. This coming February 4th and 5th, Melbourne Auditorium. Got another gun show going on. Right side that front door is going to be 10 tables of fun for you to acquire. As always, we take in trades and buy your unwanted firearms, but uh, make sure you come by. Take a good look. The, uh, the supply has loosened up a lot. We got a lot of new models in. Actually have inventory on and ammunitions affordable and available again. So come by and see us. February 4th and 5th, Melbourne Auditorium. This is Rockin' Rod. If you need to reach me before then or after, 561-445-0429. 561-445-0429. This is Rockin' Rod with Sigerman. Y'all have a good one now. Sigerman, godfather of the Dirty Hippie Mafia. Yes, indeed. Meet me out there at the Melbourne Gun Show. Be part of the day out there. Uh, Come come walk through the gun show. The rally doesn't start until, I think, 2 o'clock or 2.30 or so. And uh, Chandler Langevin will have a table out there uh, giving you information about that. So stop on out, and let's have a good Second Amendment day. So I emailed Mr. Danny Burgess, as was in, I was instructed to by my guest on the last podcast, Mr. Bob White. Bob actually ran for governor back in 2018 here in Florida. And he is the Republican Liberty Caucus chairman in Florida and Brevard County both. So he wears a lot of hats. And I'm going to tell you right now, he's a constitutionally minded man. And he is a busy dude fighting for us, especially in Tallahassee. He's up there a lot. And he is making our voice heard. So here was my email to Mr. Burgess. Mr. Burgess, my name is Royce Bartlett, and I am a firearms retailer, firearms instructor, and host of the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. As a lawful citizen of the United States of America and Florida, I expect you to uphold and defend the United States Constitution, just as you swore to do prior to entering office. That's why I also expect you to lend your ardent support to repealing the flagrantly illegal Florida laws that force Florida citizens to lease their right back from the state in the form of a concealed carry permit by filing the Constitutional Carry Committee Bill, HB 103. Wilton Simpson said he'd vote for it, and we expect everyone else to do so also. There are zero justifiable reasons or excuses for not doing so. All states that have instituted constitutional carry thus far, 21 and counting, have experienced no issues between law enforcement and lawful citizens freely exercising their rights, regardless of what the Florida Sheriff's Association has predicted will happen here. Laws that force citizens to lease the state's permission to exercise their rights for a fee are a rank violation of the second Guess y'all haven't figured out yet what shout out infringed actually means. And 14th Amendments. And yes, I did put that parentheses in there. The 14th Amendment, which states no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of the citizens of the United States. Yet that is exactly what Florida has done and continues to do so by enforcing laws against unlicensed carry, which is essentially what they do by making us lease our right back. Now, I'm giving you the extra stuff there, and that, this part wasn't in my email to Senator Burgess. And by the way, in regards to the 14th Amendment, where it says, No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States. You think about that. Our, one of our privileges, actually it's a right, 
is the right to keep and bear arms. And we are immune or should be immune from any prosecution for doing so. Back to my email to Senator Burgess. Uh, Through said permitting laws, the state essentially declares that the people do not possess their constitutional rights unless they pay the state for its permission to exercise them. The state unlawfully, and here's where I reference Murdoch versus Pennsylvania, the state unlawfully converts a liberty into a license and charges a fee, therefore. It is insulting to think that our state legislators and many Florida sheriffs actually believe that the lawful citizenry is incapable of responsibly keeping and bearing arms without their permission and supervision. In closing, I invite you and every other legislator in Tallahassee, along with the Florida Sheriff's Association, to show me a single instance where the free, responsible exercise of the right to keep and bear arms has ever harmed an innocent person. You can't. I say again, sir, we expect you and your fellow legislators to square your decisions and actions with the supreme law of the land and prove that you actually intend to keep your oath to uphold and defend it. Govern yourselves accordingly. Sincerely, Royce Bartlett. So, you can send as strongly awarded message as you like, but be polite and don't be insulting. But do lay out the facts. Lay them out boldly. Lay them out firmly. Lay them out plainly. And you explain to them why it is such an affront to common decency and a violation of our rights and the supreme law of the land for them to continue doing what they're doing here in Florida. Let them have it with both barrels in a figurative fashion. Because again, let's reference the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Act, where we talked about uh, earlier the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Act. The red flag laws were part of the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Act. And red flag laws are a pet of Mr. Marco Rubio. That, that's his little pet. That, that's his pet legislation. Uh, Marco Rubio has not seen a red flag law that he didn't just drool over. He loves red flag laws. He loved them here in Florida, and he loves them on the federal level because he's trying to drive them through up there, too. And by the way, you can let Mr. Rubio know what you think about that, just like I did, but I will assure you, he doesn't listen to you. He doesn't think he has to. He's above you now. You'll get the same canned response that I received. I'd be willing to bet you. And I, I read that response here a few podcasts back. But red flag laws are constitutionally illegal. They violate due process. And... Those are something else that need to be tossed by the wayside here in Florida. So once we get constitutional carry driven through, we need to start putting pressure on Mr. Burgess and everybody else up there, Wilton Simpson, and tell them this crap needs to be repealed. It is a rank abomination and a rank violation of the rights of the people. It, it violates due process, and it cannot be... Uh, continued any further. I'm going to read you an article now by Mr. Ben Findley. He put, he put this out on the 24th, just a couple of days ago. And it talks about a man here in Florida who had his guns seized and his ammo and his rights were taken away and trampled all through the process. Yes. I know Mr. Rubio likes to claim that there is due process in these laws. No, no, no. He doesn't understand what due process is. Due process comes before you search and or seize someone's firearms, not after the fact. You don't get to walk into someone's home with a, with a warrant from the court saying, we're here to take your guns. Totally, you know, uh, totally unexpectedly, which is what they do. I mean, think about this right now. You're sitting in your living room, and suddenly you get a knock on the door. You open the door, and there's a team of deputies standing there or a team of local cops, and they say, we have an ex parte restraining order for you, and we are here to take your firearms. 
Just think about how you'd feel about that. First of all, you're going to go, what? What are you talking about? Who filed an ex parte order on me? Well, it could be an angry ex for all you know. Or somebody else that you don't like at your office or that they don't like you at your office because you're a conservative and they're one of those whiny little thumb-sucking, milk-toast, panty-wasted liberals who hates the fact that you're a man, you're, that you're man enough to keep and bear arms in defense of yourself and your family. And they decided to teach you a lesson somehow. Hey, it, it has already happened, okay? Don't think it can't. They could simply say, well, so-and-so threatened me outside in the parking lot, conveniently with no witnesses, and I'm very scared, and, and, and I need to file a restraining order. Uh, by the way, when a restraining order is filed on you, the ex parte order is almost automatic. Just so you know. So don't think this can't be abused, because it already has been, repeatedly. So this article by Mr. Ben Fendley he says, red flag laws are state laws that, and I added the word illegally, allow and authorize courts to issue a type of protection order to allow some law enforcement or police departments to temporarily confiscate firearms and or ammunition from people who are determined by a judge, law enforcement, or certain officials to be a danger to themselves or others. Hmm. Courts may also bar the person from purchasing guns and ammunition. And the gun ban and confiscation remain in place until an initial court hearing, and time requirements vary, and possibly a final hearing, which varies by state, by the way, up to several months later, which means you can be unarmed and defenseless for months. And you don't even know why. Since these red flag proceedings are civil in nature, remember, Bob White talking about this. Remember this on the podcast, if you caught the last one? They're civil in nature. Individuals are not eligible for assistance from public defense lawyers, and almost all are not represented by counsel. Okay? Imagine now they've taken your guns, and now you're sitting there defenseless for months until you finally go to court. And you go to court, they don't, they're not going to inform you that you should get an attorney. They don't inform you of that. They don't say you could, you could be appointed one because they made these things civil in nature. Well, here's the problem. Because it's a civil, a civil incident, as they claim, you cannot access a public defender which means you have to hire an attorney at God knows what amount per hour. And you never know if they're actually well-versed in red flag laws or not. And you have to hire them. And I guarantee you it's going to be a minimum $1,500 to $2,000 retainer. How many of y'all got that just laying around? Hmm? I don't. I'm still living that lower middle-class dream like everybody else. So almost all are not represented by counsel. It is critical, I'm continuing with the article now, it's critical to recognize that red flag laws, their requirements, timelines, and processes, excuse me, and processes vary significantly among all U.S. states, and they largely result in an order against the defendant. Wikipedia says that according to a 2018 American Psychiatric Association report, red flag laws are designed, quote, to address crisis situations in which there is an acute concern about an individual's access to firearms. Often the request for this order comes from relatives, ex-spouses, those with a grudge against the individual, or meaningful friends concerned about a loved one who owns a gun and or has expressed suicidal thoughts. But the provisions of these laws vary significantly, again, he says, among the states. Here is a perfect red flag law example. Florida case back in August 2021. A man's firearms and his ammo was seized. And the article continues, many of the red flag cases assume that persons named in an order are dangerous and should have their rights and property stripped without notice or an opportunity to respond until after the fact. And that's where due process is violated, people. That's where it's violated. You're being accused of something and you have no recourse. 
They don't even have to really have proof other than hearsay if they want. Again, anybody can file a restraining order against you. They can simply say that you threatened them. Even, with, even if no witnesses are around, they can file a restraining order on you and your guns get taken away. So you don't get any notice. You don't get any opportunity to respond with your side of the story. They simply come and take your guns and your ammo. So he says, here's a point. Balancing the concerns for helping somebody with a mental, issue, a mental health issue, suicidal tendency, or dangerous behavior versus protecting our universal Second Amendment and due process rights is a super sensitive, precarious, and demanding but, but very necessary challenge. A case in point, the Lakeland, Florida Police Department petitioned for a red flag protection order through the Florida Statute 790.401 in May of 2020. Under the order, a man that he is calling EP because he doesn't have, uh, he's protecting his identity because it's still an active case, uh, was taken into custody and his firearms and ammunition were seized. Now, listen very closely to the following because this is the kind of crap that happens all the time with red flag laws. Frankly, I think all the politicians who voted for it, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Act, should be able to be sued whenever bad things happen as a result of their vote for these bad laws. I digress. He said his hearing on the ex parte order was scheduled for June 12th, 2020. In the court facility, and, and, and this was the quote from the order itself, they said that he was, Mr. EP was re, uh, required to be there for the hearing in the court facility located at 255 North Broadway Avenue in Bartow, Florida. This date and time were again confirmed on June 3rd, 2020 by the police department's attorney and again in a court notice issued before June 12th. Okay, so three different notices told him that the, the hearing for his, to, to get his guns back or to his hearing on the order it was confirmed three times that it was going to be located at 255 North Broadway Avenue in Bartow, Florida. So, Mr. E.P. arrived at the appointed date and time uh, and place, I'm sorry, at 1.30 p.m. and waited until 3 o'clock. He testified that he was not let into the courtroom, nor was he aware that the hearing would take place virtually or even how to attend. The hearing was held at a remote video conferencing room without notice of this, of this change being made to EP. At the hearing, the court determined, incorrectly of course, that EP had elected to not attend and entered a red flag protection order against him. He was prohibited from having custody or control of or purchasing, possessing, receiving, or attempting to purchase or receive a firearm or ammunition for up to a year and re was required to surrender any and all guns or ammo not already in custody of the police to law enforcement. EP appealed the order on the basis that it was made without giving him a chance to appear or notice that the proceedings would take place by means other than those designated in court documents. This non-legal layman, uh, referring to himself, uh, the, the author is, understands that a notice of hearing must be issued by the court, received and followed by involved parties about the specifics given. From May of 2020, the order was in effect, and not until August 13, 2021, was the order invalidated. Did you get that? He went more than a year without his firearms until the order was rightly invalidated. The appellate court ruled that EP's due process rights were violated by the failure to notify him that the final hearing would take place virtually instead of in a court uh, of the court facility listed on the order. His right to be heard was deprived and the order was reversed in his favor. So that's great. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that that happened. In the meantime, this man was required by a totally constitutionally corrupt law to be defenseless and his family defenseless, him personally defenseless everywhere he went. 
And if you had a concealed carry permit, it doesn't say in this, I guarantee you, little Miss Nikki the Bolshevik freed, she took that too. Mm-hmm. So this man, did you, uh, this, 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 this is burning in me right now, was required to suffer this because of a bunch of self-serving jackasses in the Florida legislature and a bunch of police officers all too willing to enforce these bad laws with a total disregard to their oath to uphold and defend the Constitution. And he had to suffer that for over a year. And he had to pay out money out of his own pocket to an attorney. That's the kind of crap that just pisses me off royally. Unconstitutional laws. All of you that signed onto this law up there, yes, Randy Fine, Debbie Mayfield, uh, Marco Rubio, and many more of you constitutionally dyslexic pukes, did you even give a thought for a moment of the far-reaching implications of what these laws would do? I ask rhetorically, of course, because I know good and stinking well you didn't. And... The problem is, Mr. E.P. is not the only person that has had to suffer under this lash of an unconstitutional law that robbed him of his due process rights, robbed him of his Second Amendment rights, and you people totally violated the 14th Amendment by enacting and enforcing laws that violated Mr. E.P.'s rights. You people make me utterly sick. I can't believe that you actually, actually took an oath up there to uphold and defend the Constitution and then turn around and actually do something like this. As, as, if, as if your oath doesn't matter. You know what that tells me? You're not people of principle. You never have been. You never will be. Of course, if you were, you probably wouldn't be a politician either. Now, would you? Uh-huh. Well, we're going to take a little break for Royce's blood pressure's sake and hear from my good friends out of the American Police Hall of Fame in Titusville. The American Police Hall of Fame, proud sponsors of the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. Who are we? We are the keepers of the history of individual law enforcement officers. We are a facility that honors the fallen and supports their families. We are a training facility that teaches civilians how to be their own first responder. We are a venue that offers free tactical and strategic training for sworn officers. We are a great place to visit and learn. Go to APHF.org to find out more. Great place, great people. The American Police Hall of Fame in Titusville. Make sure you tell them you heard about them on the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. Let's switch gears a little bit here. Um, we've been hearing a lot from the left in regards to ghost guns. That's the new boogeyman. I, I guess the SUVs can breathe a sigh of relief now as the most demonized inanimate object on the, you know, on the left's hit list. Now it's ghost guns, and the left has been bandying about their new favorite term, ad nauseum, uh, throughout all the news programs and also in our state and federal legislatures, excuse me, legislatures, sorry, tripping over my tongue here, where ghost gun legislation or anti-ghost gun legislation is being proffered and proposed in state legislatures throughout the entirety of the United States and also on the federal level, of course. So the real issue, if you really listen to liberals really carefully, they'll tell you what's really in their heart. And all you have to do is just listen long enough. The what they really have as an issue with ghost guns is they don't want Americans to have the ability to build their own firearms and they don't want that because they want us unarmed. 
When they seek to pass laws against ghost guns, what they're really doing is nothing less than attempting to dry up yet another source of arms to the people. Because they're already trying to tear down the PLCAA law that, that protects firearms manufacturers and will pave the way for a a plethora of lawsuits against them so they can you know break them financially and they want to dry up the source of guns to the american people they're also going to be suing ammunition manufacturers trust me on this they're going to do it they want to first try to attack the firearms industry first then they want to dry up the ammunition industry then they don't want us able to actually build our own AR-15s or such at home because they're definitely afraid of AR-15s in the hands of lawful conservatives and constitutional conservatives. And they don't want us to be able to actually build them ourselves. Now, personally, I've already built a couple. Many of you listening have built your own AR-15s. Good for you. But they don't want us having these so-called assault weapons. And if they can get them banned from manufacture and sale... They really don't want us being able to arm ourselves still by building them at home, and so they, they got to outlaw them. Mm-hmm. The ATF in particular doesn't like ghost guns because they don't have that much control over them, and they love their control, baby. Uh-huh. They don't like losing control or having their power circumvented by crafty citizens of whom they, of course, hold in rank contempt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they most certainly do. And, and you know, I'm, again, I'm going I'm to do an expose on the ATF very soon. Again, I've already done a couple throughout the seven years this program was on WMMB, and it's time to, to do it again. I think we lose sight of what a corrupt, violent, thuggish ag- agency the ATF actually is in and, in and of itself, in, in, as a whole, I should say. Oh, but Royce, there's some good people working for the ATF. Well, yeah, there probably are. Yeah, and I've met a couple. But you know what? If they were, if they were people of principle, if they were people that had any constitutional sense at all, they would flee that job and find better employment. Oh, yeah, I know. The wages and the benefits are really good with the federal government, especially the Department of Justice. Mm-hmm. Gee, you wouldn't be selling out your soul for the love of money now, would you? Working for that agency? Hmm. Just asking rhetorically, of course. Now, the argument, of course, is going to be, yeah, but Royce, bad guys can build these, and then they'll have an unserialized gun. Well, let me ask you something. Let me just drive this point home. Since when do bad guys care if the gun is serialized or not? Oh, uh, yeah, bad guys don't, but the ATF does. Oh, did you catch yourself? The only people that care about a gun being serialized are people like the ATF. Bad guys don't care. They don't check and see if there's a serial number on a weapon before they go hose somebody with it. The only people that actually care about serial numbers are the totalitarians who wield unchecked power over the gun industry and over the rights of the people. Those are the only people that care about serial numbers. Oh, but Royce, guns need to have serial numbers. Okay, um, I gotta ask why. Hmm? Does an unserialized gun in the hands of a lawful citizen cause any harm? Hmm. That was a good question, wasn't it? What does the source of the weapon really matter in comparison to the motive or character of the person who wields it? You put that ghost gun in a moral man's hands and nothing will happen. You put any gun in the hands of a bad person who wants to use it to wield power over others And it doesn't matter where it came from at that point. They're going to use it for evil. I know, but such salient facts mean nothing to people who are determined to disarm others, mainly us constitutional conservatives. Which brings us to every town for gun safety. (laughs) Oh, my word. These people rebrand themselves all the time. By the way, the Brady campaign has has changed its name several times. I think it recently changed its name again. Um, But 
Every time for gun safety, they're the they're that pro-infringement anti-rights group, and they have zero qualms about lying outright if it will advance their insidious agenda. So they put this tweet out, and it said, according to the new data released last month by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, firearms are now the leading cause of death for American children and teens, surpassing motor vehicle crashes in 2018. Oh, uh, really? Well, maybe we're going to have to check out the CDC site for ourselves. And bear with me while we go through this, because I have to do some clicking back and forth on these charts uh, on the CDC website. So I've got this graph in front of me, and it's got the different age groups. And what I'd simply do was click on 10 leading causes of death, United States, 2018, all races, both sexes. All right. And so you can click on the box and get the stats on the various leading causes of death for the age groups. So ages 1 through 4, ages 5 through 9, ages 10 through 14, ages 15 through 24 all claim that the number one cause of death is unintentional injury. So let's start with the age group one through four. I'm going to click on unintentional injury and let's see what comes up here. All right, here we go. You ready? Now, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you if what we're supposed to do is get rid of things that cause death, then one of the first things you need to do is go ahead and have your water turned off at your house because drowning is actually the leading cause of death, ages one through four. Well, guess what the second one is? That's got to be firearms, right? Nope. Motor vehicle traffic, in other words, collision, accident. Third, fire or burning. Fourth, suffocation. Fifth, pedestrian accident, maybe struck by a vehicle or other such thing. Sixth, natural or environmental hazards, okay, which could be anything. It could be a falling tree limb or an avalanche or God knows what else, even frozen to death in a terrible winter storm. Seventh on the list is firearm. Seventh, ages one through four. Okay. What were they just saying? What, what, did, what did they say? According to new data released last month by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, firearms are now the leading cause of death for American children and teens, surpassing motor vehicle crashes in 2018. I'm looking right at the CDC stats. And it's year 2018. Dude, they really think we're not going to check this crap out? This is what I'm talking about. They are serially dishonest. They are chronically deceitful. Let's go to ages 5 through 9. All right. Unintentional injury. I'm clicking on it now. Let's see what pops up. Come on. Come on, little slow Wi-Fi connection. You can do it. And here it is. Um, why is it not? Okay, there it is. All right, here we go again. Ready? Um, motor vehicle traffic, 46.5%. Drowning, fire or burning, suffocation, other land transport could be a bicycle thing, pedestrian accidents, a fall, other types of transport mishaps, poisoning, struck by or against a, a, a particular object. Firearm is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11th on the list. That's ages 5 through 9. Okay. What, 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 were they, uh, what was their, their claim? 
American children and teens surpassing motor vehicle crashes. So far, both of the graph stats I clicked on say totally different. I know, shocking, isn't it, that Miss Shannon Watts, that, ugh, that, that reprobate head of the every time for gun safety crap or mom's demand action, whatever it is, would actually tell a lie. Okay, ages 10 to 14. Here we go. Let's click on this and let's see what pops up here. And leading cause of death, leading causes of death at the CDC website for 2018. And once again, motor vehicle traffic accidents lead at 52%. Drowning, fire or burning, suffocation, other land transportation accidents, poisoning, and here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh on the list is firearm. Okay, well, I got to check this last box, ages 15 to 24, just to make sure. Okay, here we go. And gee, what do you know? Firearms is not at the top of the list for this either. Once again, motor vehicle traffic spikes it. Poisoning, drowning, death by falling. Oh, firearms made fifth mention here. Fifth from the top. I think I've made my point here, haven't I? Huh? What do you think? This is what I'm talking about. These people are so... Do they, they actually do think that no one's going to check this stuff out. Well, I will. Anytime they present data claiming that some government agency supports their claim, number one, I know it's bullcrap because it's coming out of their mouths and their camp, first of all. Secondly, I, I, I have enough common sense to know that those stats are not real. And I'll go look for myself. I don't trust their... I don't trust their polls. I don't trust any. They skew data regularly, and I have proven that so many times over the last seven years that I'm almost bored with it, really. You know what? Another interesting factor reveals itself in the CDC graphics and stats. In the age groups 1 through 14, there were a total, a total, get this, a total of 535 accidental firearms deaths, and that was in 2019, the most recent year, using that factor in the total number of firearms owners in America, approximately 120 million, guess what the percentage of accidental firearms deaths in the age group 1 to 14 actually is? Take a guess. 0.0044%. Seeing this data, do you really expect me to believe that these safe storage laws that all these communists are trying to ram through on the state and federal level... Uh, do you think they're really rooted in their concern for the children? Huh? This statistic does not even register on a pie chart. It, it can't be seen unless with a magnifying glass. Since when do they care about our children anyway? Especially in light of the fact that the overwhelming majority of them are all for infanticide in the mother's womb. <laughs> yeah, yes, I went there. I sure did, and I'll probably go there again. Let me uh, take a little break here. Let's hear from my buddy Steve Kennedy out at the gun site. Actually, we're going to hear from me talking about Steve Kennedy out at the gun site in Merritt Island. I want to tell you about my good buddy Steve Kennedy out at the gun site in Merritt Island. He's got a nine-lane, 25-yard indoor shooting range, handgun and machine gun rentals, and a fantastic pro shop stocked with handguns, long guns, ammunition, accessories, magazines, uh, range bags. What are you looking for? Steve's got you covered out there at the gun site. You can check him out at gunsightrange.com. Gunsightrange.com. And make sure you stop out there and check out the, the specials he's got going on during 
each week. Gunsightrange.com. Make sure you tell Steve Kennedy when you stop in out there. It's at 125 South Banana River Drive in Merritt Island, and he's been out there for over 35 years. Make sure you tell Steve Kennedy that you heard about him on the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. Great guy, great range, great store. Got everything you need to exercise your rights as a keeper and bearer of arms. Go see my buddy Steve, and you'll understand what I'm talking about when I say he's a, he's a great man, man of character. He'll take good care of you. Now, I want to leave everybody with a friendly reminder that gun control laws, all, each and every, each and every gun control law that you can find on the books, they are nothing but acts of pure treasonous aggression against the constitution and we the people because such illegal laws they threaten the security of the free state which is only made possible by an armed populace okay memorize that memorize that and get ready to get ready to tell that to other people because they need to hear it Gun control laws are acts of treasonous aggression against the Constitution and we the people because such illegal laws do nothing but threaten the security of the free state, which is only made possible by an armed populace. Those red flag laws here in Florida and other states, treason, acts of treasonous aggression by those state governments. Red flag laws, acts of treason. The Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Act, Acts of treason. Any law that infringes a right, especially the right to keep and bear arms, because remember, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, it, it shall not be infringed for a reason. And that's because a well-regulated militia is necessary to the security of a free state. You start infringing the right, you start violating the security of the free state. Let that sink in and you drive it home into your heart and you drive it home into your memory and you make sure you bring that out to other people too. Conversely, said armed populace, lawful, responsible keepers and bearers, you must be involved in your government. Listen to me. You must be involved in your government. You cannot sit back and whine and say, it's just not working for us anymore when you're not even involved in it. I said this in the last podcast. I'm probably going to keep repeating it throughout the next 10 because it needs to be heard because I'm tired of hearing some of the whining going on out there. And I'm really glad that our founders didn't possess that same spirit of pessimism and defeat that I'm hearing from many keepers and bearers out there. When the going got tough, they got tougher. That's what we need. That's what we need from all of you out there. We need to stand up to this and we need to rise to the occasion and we need to put our feet forward and put them down and say, this is a line you have crossed and you will back up off of it. And do not try to bring any more of these infringements, these treasonous acts against us. Do not do it. Your government is very involved in your life. You had darn well better be very involved in theirs. It's your duty. It's your responsibility. Don't tell me that you'd pick up a gun to defend your freedom and defend the land when you won't even pick up your phone to make a phone call to your state senator or your federal senator up there in the, uh, up on Capitol Hill. Our founders never intended for us to simply elect people into office and then sit back and hope they did the right things and then piss and moan about it when they didn't. So, get involved. Pick up your phone, call your state representative, and you tell him what he needs to hear. And then you email him on top of that. Make sure he hears you from both, from, from both venues. And then you, whoever your representatives are in Washington, I want you to put their numbers into your phone. Log them into your phone. How many of you out, how, listen to me, how many of you out there have your state representative and your national representative from Florida, your Florida state representative, whatever state you're in, how many of you have your representatives 
on you know, logged into your phone. And now I'm going to ask you, those of you that don't, I'm going to ask you why not. Why not? How dare you sit back and let the rest of your fellow keepers and bearers do all the scrapping, do all the fighting, like uh, Bob and the Republican Liberty Caucus up there in Tallahassee, constantly up there scrapping and fighting, while you're sitting back moaning and pissing and groaning and everything else because things just ain't going right and our, our elected officials just aren't obeying the law and upholding the Constitution. And yeah, well, maybe that has a lot to do with the fact that you have not been lighting a fire under their backsides and telling them we're watching you. Nothing straightens up behavior like constant scrutiny. Don't you sit there anymore and not be involved. You have a duty to get with it. We're going to hear from my boys out of Freedom Guns real quick, and then we're going to let you know about a couple of more things. Freedom Guns at Rockledge, just north of Rockledge High School, on the opposite side of the road, 1255 Florida Avenue, Suite A. You can check them out at freedom-guns.com. And better yet, just stop in there in person and meet Mike and his son, Mike, and Dennis and the rest of the crew out there. Got a great selection of handguns, long guns, ammunition, accessories, holsters, magazines. What are you looking for? Mike and the boys got you covered out there at Freedom Guns. If you need a nice big Liberty safe to stow all them guns in, well, he offers those too. He's got a floor full of them out there you can look at, and he offers free delivery and installation. Again, check them out at freedom-guns.com. When you stop down there or if you're out of state and you call and maybe order a gun from him and have it shipped to your dealer, make sure you tell him you heard about him on the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. Great people out there at Freedom Guns. Make sure you do tell them you heard about them on Shooting Straight. Now, let's take just a little nod out to our fellow keepers and bearers in California. Uh, I gave you guys a shout out earlier. You guys have some really crappy stuff coming your way, That uh, especially if you live in San Jose. Because there's a California city out there, as the article states here, uh, pass, that passes the first gun law requiring annual fees and liability insurance. And this is a classic example of what I was just talking about. You residents of San Jose need to blast and blow up their email accounts and let them have it and tell them how, what, a, what a godless reprobate thing this is for them to blame you for gun violence. This is the article, an article by Mr. Peter Aitken from two hours ago, actually. A California city has passed the first-of-its-kind gun law that will require gun owners to purchase liability insurance and pay an annual fee on their weapons. Now, you say, well, yeah, this is out there in California, Royce. And this is San, you know, San Jose in one little city. Remember what I said before. Whenever one city or one state passes some idiotic, draconian, anti-rights, pro-infringement law, the rest of the braying jackasses and flaming communists and other states and cities jump on that little bandwagon and start and they start promoting and proposing the same things in their cities and states. That's why this is important. And yes, I assure you, there's some people in our Florida legislature here that are probably licking their chops wanting to pass this kind of crap too. Well, let's go ahead and chop that logic down. San Jose City Council members have voted to approve the new law, which requires gun owners to pay about $25 a year, by the way, that is per gun, as well as administrative costs to the city. Gun owners also must pay for liability insurance, which covers losses or damages resulting from any negligent or accidental use of the firearm within six months of acquiring the weapon. By the way, there are still yet to be named any insurance companies that offer this kind of insurance. So it's around 50,000 to 55,000 households in the city own guns, meaning the city can, can expect to make about $1.3 million on the new fees, according to the San Jose Spotlight. You know what this really is? This is a shakedown of gun owners. That's what this is. This is a shakedown. And it's disguised as 
concern for the public safety. Hmm. Mayor Sam Licardo thanked the council for approving the measure he introduced in 2019, and I addressed this back in 2019, as a matter of fact, after a mass shooting at the Gilroy Garlic Festival. He said, when we think about that horrible mass shooting, I don't pretend to know that well, we could have stopped it or not. But if, in fact, we could have delivered some mental health services, there may have been a chance. What does that have to do with charging people a tax to own a firearm? Hmm? What do mental health services have to do with that? Licardo said that San Jose has a chance to act, quote, as a model for the rest of the nation. Remember I told you to invest in proven strategies to limit gun violence. Wait a minute. This isn't a proven strategy, you brain jackass. You just said that you're not going to pretend to know if, if this could have stopped that or not. My goodness, you guys don't even listen to yourselves speak. The new plan has no set deadline to go into effect, but opponents have already sought an injunction. The Firearm Policy Coalition says the law is burdensome, unconstitutional, and prohibited by California law for gun-owning citizens. Since San Jose's recalcitrant city council members don't believe that the United States Constitution applies to them or their citizens, Firearm Policy Coalition and our members are now committed to fight the city's outrageous and offensive policies in federal litigation and take every possible action to block their enforcement. Now, according to reports on this, <clears throat> This liability insurance would cover losses or damages resulting from any accidental use of the firearm, including death, injury, or property damage, according to this ordinance. If a gun is stolen or lost, listen to this. You know how many people have had guns stolen and didn't know they were stolen? <clears throat> Excuse me. If a gun is stolen or lost, the owner of the firearm would be considered liable until the theft or loss is reported to authorities hmm i think we're going to see some very interesting legal challenges and cases come out of this because this continues it says however gun owners who don't have insurance won't lose their guns or face any criminal charges the mayor said then why'd you pass it and by the way citizens of san jose and yes, I know some of you are listening. I get all the city's reports, too, on who's listening where. Hey, you know what, then? Tell the mayor to pound sand. Mail him a hammer and a bag of sand. That'd be, that would be exactly what I would do. I'm not paying you squat. I'm not paying you a dime. How dare you, sir? Tell me that I, as a responsible keeper and bearer, a lawful person, that I have to pay the brunt, and I have to be shaken down for the privilege of keeping and bearing arms, and I have to pay the city for my right. That's, that's what you're doing, sir. You're charging a tax on a right. And I sure hope the courts see this for what it is when these challenges that are definitely coming do uh, do get logged in, do uh, get filed in court. But see, this is the kind of crap that we're dealing with, okay? Um, I wanted to go into this other uh, article, but I, I, I'll just give it to you in a, in a nutshell. Because as a Democrat legislator who is talking about gun control and how uh, she believes that, you know, legislators have the right to pass all the gun control they want, Democrat State Senator Patty Cooterer, and she is out of, let's see, what state, what state here, uh, Washington State. <clears throat> she actually said this. Now, get this, because this statement is applicable to all state legislators and um, uh, national legislators who think gun control is okay. Listen to this. She said, constitutionality is in the eye of the beholder. One more time. Democrat State Senator Patty Cooterer out of Washington said that constitutionality is in the eye of the beholder. 
Do you see how twisted these people are? She doesn't know or understand the Constitution. She has obviously never read it. Because if she had, she would read the plain text in which it says, the, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That was a direct prohibition given to uh, exactly to and specifically to people like Senator Patty Cooterer, who thinks that constitutionality is simply in the eye of the beholder. Well, wait a minute. Well, if that's the case, then we, we, we behold your constitutionality of all your gun laws to be null and void. Well, that's how we behold it, sister, and you got to live with it. Or is it only your beholding of the Constitution that's supposed to count? Yeah, I ask rhetorically, of course. Well, thanks for hanging with me with uh, this other this latest edition of the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. I really appreciate appreciate all of you listening. Uh, we're being heard now in 498 American cities. Thank you all, each and every one of you. I really appreciate all of you. Uh, if you want to hit me up on Facebook with a question or even a, an article you think needs to be addressed or some points that need to be made, hey, man, shoot me a, a, a message there uh, through the Shooting Straight Radio podcast Facebook page. Or you can hit me up at Royce at ShootingStraightRadio.com or even at the ShootingStraightRadio show at gmail.com, any of those. All right? And I'd be glad to talk to you. And if it, if it requires a phone call, then, hey, get, leave me your number and we'll give a call and we'll talk about it then. All right, until the next episode. Remember, you know what I'm going to say? Yep, keep your gun loaded, keep it on your person, and never forget incoming rounds always have the right of way. Royce out. So turn it on.